Welcome to the In Parenthesis podcast, created by me, Amy Ward, for In Parenthesis, a group that studies the lives and work of four amazing female philosophers. In this episode, we're going to talk about the work of Philippa Foote. One of the things I like about Foote is that she's like a rebel, you know. So you see her in the photograph, and there she is, you know, with her pearls. I mean, she looks like so establishment, you know, her hair and so on. And yet she's like a rebel at heart. This is our final episode featuring a conversation I had with independent scholar Anna Berndella. In this part of our conversation, I asked Anna if Foote is successful in her goal of having an objectivist ethics in her book, Natural Goodness. One way in which her account might be challenged is by saying, look, Philippa, you have put the evaluation of all the things about us as individuals, as persons, as our will and as bodies, all on a par with evaluation of any other thing. But isn't morality something different from the rest of living things? Doesn't that set us apart? She kind of considers this, albeit not in this articulation. And, but her answer to it is no, because what we call morality is just the evaluation of the human will anyway. Now, here we have to think of what she thinks as morality, because there are different conceptions of morality around. The conception of morality that she has in mind is the kind of, you know, pertains to actions concerning other people. So things like, for example, expressing disapproval about what other people have done, and especially where the public good or the rights of a third party are concerned. And for this, she draws on um, John Stuart Mill, who demarcates a very clear um, boundary between moral actions and self-regarding actions. So morality is the domain of actions that concerns others and the rest of actions that concern oneself don't fall under morality in this conception of morality that she's using. And she's saying, well, look, when we evaluate actions concerning others, all we're doing is evaluating the human will, just as when we evaluate any other thing about, you know, that you do when we evaluate something as being foolish, that need not concern somebody else. It's about you, you know, whether you have considered the right uh, reasons when making your decision or, you know, what motivation is leading you to do this thing that we consider foolish. It's all to do with the will. So her position is that it is not the case that, that morality stands separately from the evaluation of any other thing about us. It's just the evaluation of the will. And so it is subject to the same conditions. Namely, does it express, a, you know, a character of the will that is conducive to the human good? Yes or no? That's all it is. And so she says, you know, this is special category that morality claims for itself. You know, if we have to give it up, too bad for morality. It's all about the human will. And morality doesn't have any greater acclaim on our actions, on our judgments, than how am I judge you for the kind of person you are, for the kind of actions that you do, that regard you only. Morality is no different, doesn't have any special claim. Because everything is just in terms of being able to like live well or like flourish and reach up to the standard of the human good. Exactly. And some moral claims don't override self-regarding claims. So yeah, so she kind of wants to bring morality down from its kind of grandiose um, step. Okay, so we have like, she's really trying to establish objectivity, but it seems like it's a really hard thing to establish and she kind of doesn't really reach it. But 
do you think that there's still like things that we can glean from Foote's account and her moral picture that are still useful, even if the whole thing doesn't work exactly like she wanted it to? Philippa Foote's account is enormously rich in in the questions that he that he raises and the insights that he that he gives us a, um, access to. One of the things that I think is very good about her account is the way in which she tries to um, position human beings within the rest of nature. I mean, one of the things that characterizes philosophical thought about ethics, morality, human beings is that we just have this irresistible tendency to see that ourselves as somehow separate from the rest of the world. There are exceptions, but they're very few and they don't kind of manage to you know, make it into, into the mainstream. By and large, you know, we just think of ourselves, even after revolution, revolutions in thought like the Renaissance, the human being was thought to be brought down to earth through empiricism, through the view that, you know, we're just part of the, of the um, causal world. They still, we still kind of reserved this thing about us, often, you know, in the form of reason, you know, setting us apart from everything else. She kind of tries to abolish all of those things and say, you know, we are part of the natural world. I think that this is something that is very salutary because a lot of harm has come both to us and to the rest of the natural world by our thinking of ourselves as being different um, in ways that we're not. In doing all of these different episodes on the four women, so Philippa Foote, Mary Midgley, Iris Murdoch, and Elizabeth Anscombe, I found it really interesting to notice how all of them share a concern for how people think about morality, and they each offer a different perspective on how to bring morality into people's everyday lives. What connections and differences do you notice between the philosophies of these women about the ways they address morality and ethics? Do you agree with Foote that morality should not be in its own special realm? Do you think that morality should be a part of our everyday lives? Well, that's all for now. A special thanks to Anna Barandella for the interview conversation in this episode. You can find out more about In Parenthesis and Philippa Foote at womeninparenthesis.co.uk. Thanks for listening. <laughs>